Welcome. I'm Sebastian Mafud, and you're listening to WCAT Radio, the on-air wing of En Route Books and Media, bringing you the dulcet sounds of Catholic wisdom with Bob Olson, who will now introduce today's show and speaker. Welcome to Cry Oneness, a program with Joe Avalos to encourage people to share their experiences with God, their miracles, their music, their poetry. Share your life. Now, here he is, Joe Avalos. Hi, Joe. Hey, Bob. Good to be back again after talking about Mary last week. That was fun. Yeah. We got, yeah, we got a, a few things. What a, mother, what a mother we have, huh? What a great mother we have. We got a few things we got to finish up on that, huh? Yeah, we, we have a couple of things we have to finish up. Uh, two, more, two more things, that, the promises of the rosary, but... Uh, First, I had a little miracle this week I want to share, something that I think is pretty miraculous, you know. I was at one of my meetings, and, uh, you know, for some reason, I had never been to this church before. It's uh, St. James Church. It's uh, an Episcopal church in downtown uh, Danbury, and I went to a meeting there last night, and they asked me to share my story, and I got deep into my past with my father and everything, you know, being on medication and then coming off medication the day that I forgave my father after four years in uh, sobriety. And uh, this, I shared, and then people started sharing. And one guy shared that for the first time he was able to forgive his... He said something happened to him after I shared, and that he was able to forgive his father for the first time ever after I shared my story. That's the same type of thing that happened in Vero Beach when I met that fireman's wife. It's amazing what happens. When, when we have wounds, how our wounds can heal somebody else just by sharing what happened to us. Isn't that amazing? That's a miracle, you know. And St. James Church, and the only reason I was there was because I was at the dentist too late one day, having root canal, and I got back too late to Danbury to go to my regular meeting, and I wound up going to a new one that I Googled, and, and here, here I go meeting this guy and helping... The Spirit working through me and helping this guy uh, forgive his father. Not helping, but causing the forgiveness to happen right there in front of me that night. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. The Spirit never ceases to amaze me. The power of Christ in us that can heal other people. All we have to do is be willing to be a channel. And even when we're not trying, usually, even especially when we're not trying, things happen that are beyond our comprehension. When we allow the Lord to work through us by getting ourselves out of the way and sharing our wounds. So, another major miracle that I have to document in my mind. Have you had any experiences like this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Got a good one to share? Uh, not right now, but I'll, I'll come up with some. Okay, so let's just repeat that we really want people to share their miracles with us, and nobody's been calling, but... Uh, I'm sure people are listening, and I know people are looking at the website because it, last weekend it got 80, 80 hits in one day, and every day this week, basically, I, I keep getting more people registering on the web, website, like 10 people a day have been registering. I think that's amazing. It's proof that we're, we have an audience, but they don't want to call in for some reason, and I wonder why. It's so great when you share your miracles. You can, hear other, you can heal other people and be a part of Christ's healing ministries on this earth, you know, so... Uh, why not give our show a call and uh, start sharing your miracles on our 
social media groups through the website, even if you don't want to talk on the radio. Go to the website and share on our Facebook social page or our Twitter social page or our, uh, or, or make a little YouTube for us on the YouTube link that we have there on the website. It's all good, you know. It's all good. You know, help Christ heal other people through sharing your miracles. That's what happened to me just last night, and I think the Lord wants me to tell you all that because he needs more help. You know, me and Bob can't just share our miracles all the time. We need new miracles. Uh, people get tired of hearing the same old thing all the time. Call in and help us out. Right, Bob? That's right. I was thinking about uh, this uh, talk I gave a few years ago back in Rhode Island. And uh, I don't remember what the talk was about, but uh, we were getting ready to do a Life in the Spirit seminar, I think, there eventually. And uh, I was using a lot of scripture and so forth, and uh, during the, my talk, somebody noticed that this woman was getting rather irritated back in the audience, and she'd taken her coat off and stood up and seemed to be kind of irritated. And uh, so afterward, we talked to her, and uh, she had had a very bad back, and she'd been prayed over by many people, and including her pastor and and uh, many healing services and so forth. And uh, during that talk, uh, her back was healed. Wow. And that's why she was kind of, you know, fidgety and so forth because it was unbelievable what was happening. Yeah. But you see, any time that the spirit is moving, you know, uh, healing can take place. In one of my locutions, you don't need, you don't even you don't have to be praying for healing, or like in your case, I mean, you gave your story, you weren't thinking about anybody getting healed, right? But because the spirit was moving, the spirit was moving my lips to suit his needs. That's what happened. Yep. You know, he worked he worked through me. He he decided what I had to say and he put it in my heart. And it came out the way he wanted it. Hopefully not the way right. I wanted it. That's not usually the way it works. So, uh, that's uh, the way. Here, here's my description of how the spirit works. I call the spirit grace. Before the dawn of time, there was grace. Grace marked time and watched over creation. Grace gave wings to hope. An eagle soared upon her winds. Grace was a light in the wilderness and a sound in the silent word. As Father Time whispered, Grace amplified his words and turned them into good actions. When the Son of God was born, Grace carried him throughout his journey. When he died, she carried him home. Likewise, she will carry us, if we let her. Grace moves people without touching them and touches people without moving them. She has as many children as the stars yeah. in the sky and the sands and the seas. Grace, what a great gift to bear. The gift of grace. Amazing, isn't it, Bob? What the Spirit can do through us, through the powers of grace, and love and hope, and all those other good things that the Lord brings to us. 
What's your most amazing uh, experience with the Holy Spirit? Within you, Bob. Say that again. What's the most amazing thing that ever happened to you involving the Holy Spirit working through you? <clears throat> oh, I don't know. There's so many things that... Uh, That's the way I feel. So many okay. sometimes it's hard. Yeah. Which one were you most, well, most, uh, most impressed by personally? Um... What moved you the most? What event moved you the most in your life? Well, uh, the event, well, the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, of course. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's nothing can compare with that. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And on my program, uh, Life in the Spirit, which comes on at 4 o'clock, uh, Pope Francis now has... Uh, Signed two groups, one at the Vatican, which is the uh, Fraternity of Covenant Communities and Fellowships in the Vatican. These are charismatics. He's, uh, he's given them um, uh, orders to set up a program where everybody in the, in the uh, Catholic Church can have an experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Oh, I'm so happy to hear that, Bob. And if you want to go on, uh, um, if, uh, there's some tremendous videos on YouTube hmm. by uh, uh, Father Cantal Mesa, who's been the preacher for the Pope for over over 20 years. And, uh, of course, he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and it changed his whole life and his job. And uh, it happened to me, I guess. That's what happened to me. When you got me baptized in the Holy Spirit, that's when things started happening. That's right. Well, anyway, go to to YouTube and look up Awakening the Domestic Church. Okay. And you'll find some tremendous videos when you have some time to watch those videos by Father Cantal Mesa. He has, in this Awakening the Domestic Church, he talks about the theology of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I'll have to look at that. And so... Uh, the Awakening uh, of the Domestic Church, right? Right. Wow. And, uh, yeah. and uh, so keep saying that, that the Pope can... Uh, uh, make this happen through these uh, through these groups that he's assigned to uh, come up with this program. Okay. If the Pope is turning the Holy Spirit loose, we're in good shape. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> pope, just like he listens to us, only even better, maybe you know. So uh, that Pope is such a humble guy, and he already said that all is big shot people in the church, he said, we've got to make our church small again so we can better serve our people. That came out when he first got in, and he's really working on that. So happy to see that. That's right. And he talks about... Uh, make the church small enough to serve people again. Some, some, some parts of the church are too big, and they're scaring people away, and that's got to stop. And, um, of course, he talks about field hospitals, too, that we got to get out there amongst the sheep. 
I'm thinking of uh, this new man I met who had this experience with me, who's in the Knights of Columbus, going to this church yeah. goes in Bethel and trying to get that program started that I'm trying to do with the uh, having churches serve the poor people once a week, have parishioners and children serving the poor and have have somebody get up and share their story at the head of the table, just to, like at the Last Supper. Yeah, you were talking about that. How's that coming along? I, I moved. I think I moved to, to go see the bishop again to follow up on that and show him this program I developed. Because I already met with the bishop last year, Bishop Frank, and he was receptive yeah. to sharing of miracles in church. And I didn't really tell him how. And now that I've got this uh, little locution going, I think I might bring it to him again and say, I think the Lord is moving me to do this. Can I get some support to try to pilot this in one church and see what happens? And I think Bethel, yeah, that was, Bethel is a good name, right? Bethel. And, uh, and that's, um, you've, uh, you've had experience with that type of group with uh, young people like that, right? Yeah, and then wanted to raise funds by having them collect soda cans at the church. And then the money from yeah. the soda cans can fund the dinners. Mm -hmm and the young people can get involved in raising funds and then taking the funds they make and feeding the poor. Really? Yeah, that's what I think. We did it with soda cans to, to buy smoke detectors in the fire department. Why wouldn't it work for the church to feed people? Sure. Everybody right. donates their soda cans to the church instead of throwing them out or getting a nickel each. It's not really costing the parishioners anything except effort to get it to the church, and effort is always good on God's books. The more you work at something... Even if it's small, the better the grace, right? Go ahead. St. Therese, small oh. works, imperfection. Okay, We're, uh, we have something to complete from last week, right? Yes, and I've got it right in front of me. The, uh, the last two promises from Mary for those, for, to St. Dominic for those who do the rosary, right? Go ahead. So we finished on, I have obtained from my divine son that all the advocates of the rosary shall have for intercessors the entire celestial court during their life and at the hour of their death. So anybody who promotes the rosary will have for intercessors the entire celestial court during their life and at the hour of their death. So when you get other people to pray Mary's rosary, you have the whole celestial court helping you at your hour of death. That's amazing, isn't it? All you have to do is, is pray the rosary and share with other people how effective the rosary is and you get all that grace. I know I've experienced some of that grace. I'm sure a lot of the things that are happening to me are coming from Mary. So we get the full support of the celestial saints. All the saints in heaven, the entire celestial court, supports us during life and at the hour of our death if we promote the Rosary of Mary, which St. Dominic did. So that's great. Have you had any experiences like that where you feel Mary is uh, and the saints are helping you in your life? Oh, I, I told you my, my, my travels, you know, when, when I was uh, uh, taking trips. My daughter worked for Delta Airlines, and I have a free pass. But I have to have a seat, you know. Every time I travel, oh. uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't cost me anything, but there has to be a seat, so I always put it in Mary's hands. Oh, wow. And I say, Mary, 
take me by the hand, Jesus, take my other hand and lead me and guide me on my trip. And they fly you all over the world so you can help other people, right? That's right. Yeah, all we need to do is pray. So you Mm -hmm. definitely are getting what's promised here at number 13. And I've gotten it. I've gotten roses in San Diego from St. Therese. I've gotten a rose in Flushing Meadow that I was told was from Our Lady by somebody who was in the spirit. And uh, the gifts just keep coming and coming. The rosary is a powerful tool to help other people. And when you help other people, the heavenly host helps you. Anybody who doesn't play pray the rosary every day is missing out on something tremendous, right? The great right. with this rosary. The 15 we've been reading this past week and a half. So now number 14. This is powerful. Before you get to that, before yeah. before you get to that, Joe. Okay. Uh, and so Saint Louis de Montfort's book, The Secret of the Rosary. Uh, Bob Cantoni and I were we both came across this the same day there are several ways of saying the Holy Rosary but that which gives Almighty God the greatest glory does the most for our souls and which the devil fears more than any other is that by saying or chanting the Rosary publicly in two groups Although Almighty God is very pleased to have people gathered together in prayer, the angels and the blessed unite to praise him unceasingly. The just on earth and several communities join in communal prayer night and day, and our blessed Lord expressly recommended common prayer to his apostles and disciples and promised that Whenever two or three were gathered together in his name, he would be there in the midst of them. What a wonderful thing to have Jesus Christ in our midst. And the only thing we have to do is get him to come to say the rosary in a group. And we can't all do that, but we, uh, after Mass each day at St. John's in uh, Cromwell, Mm -hmm. we have uh, five or six... Uh, people have always stayed for the rosary after. Yeah. So, uh, and pray to, pray together the rosary. There is power in numbers. Right. Yep. That's scriptural too. Whenever two or more are gathered in my name, it's more power than just one trying to be all by themselves. That's right. I was a member of the rosary group at St. Bridget's in Stanford. Since I moved, I haven't really reconnected. But I do the rosary every day, and what I do is special. Is I sing it. I sing the Arcana, oh, yeah. the Hail Marys, and the Glory Bees, and the Apostles' Creed. They say when That's you good. Sing, praying twice, right? Yep. Plus, it's involving more senses. When you sing it, you're using a lot of the talents that God gave you to recite Mary's Rosary. You're using more of the gifts that God gave you to combine the senses, not just thinking the Rosary, but singing it and hearing it. You know, too bad we couldn't see it, too. But you can see the rosary beads while you're playing. The more senses you use to to be devout to the Lord, the better off you are, I think. You're using your fingers so your fingers are busy. You're using your mouth so your mouth is busy. You're using your voice, and you're using your talent to sing. It's a blessing, I think. 
and I was moved to do that. I'm not doing it for more graces. I'm doing it because I feel moved to sing when I'm talking to our listeners. Yeah, that's good. Hail Mary, full of grace. You know, it's beautiful. Yep. And the Our Father, I really love the way that sounds in song, too. Especially when they do it at church, it really moves me. When everybody's singing the Our Father together, it's great. Such a powerful prayer. It's the only prayer the Lord, Lord really gave us to say, right? Right. That, that was the way to pray. Personal instructions from our Lord on how to pray. So we have 14 now. 14. All who recite the rosary are my sons and daughters and brothers and sisters of my only son, Jesus Christ. Well, I guess that's true even when you're not reciting the rosary, but it's certainly truth, right? We're all sons and daughters of Jesus. We're all made in his image and likeness. That's right. But this is just repeating that to St. Dominic. That's pretty clear. You want to go to 15? There's 15, okay. This is the last one, though. Do you have anything to say on 14? All those who recite the rosary are my sons and daughters and brothers and sisters. No, I like, I like that. I like that. It's nice to hear that, but we knew that already, right? Mm-hmm. I'm sure she didn't just say that to St. Dominic. We're all sons and daughters and brothers and sisters of Jesus. By destiny. Number 15. Devotion of my rosary is a great sign of predestination. Now, what does that mean? Predestination, eternal life. Right. It's a sign that we're predestined to be with Jesus forever. That's right. When we're doing the rosary, it's a sign that we know our position and what's to come. We're binding ourselves with Jesus more. You know, you, you mentioned St. Mont, Louis Montefiore, right? That reminds me, I just did that, uh, that, that 30 day. Oh, yeah. Mary, you know, and then I wound up, I wound up, uh, dedicating my life to her again on the, the beginning of the year of mercy by, by coincidence, you know, in a yeah. church at Danbury, St. Marguerite's. And it wound up, the priest The priest gave me the blessing that he was supposed to give me on the first day of the Day of Mercy last year. And I didn't plan it that way, it just happened. It was a feast of the Assumption. <coughs> All kinds of crazy things happening, right? So those are the 15. Should we just go over them again so people remember? Yeah. Number one, these are what, these are what the Blessed Virgin Mary promised to St. Dominic and to all who follow that whatever you ask in the rosary will be granted. She left for all Christians 15 promises to those who recite the Holy Roses. This is what she told St. Dominic and Blessed Alan, whoever that is. One, whoever shall faithfully serve me by the recitation of the rosary shall receive signal graces. Number two, I promise my special protection and the greatest graces to all those who shall recite the rosary. Number three, 
The rosary shall be a powerful armor against hell. It will destroy vice, decrease sin, and defeat heresies. 4. The rosary will cause virtue and good works to flourish. It will obtain for souls the abundant mercy of God. It will withdraw the hearts of men from the love of the world and its vanities, and will lift them to the desire for eternal things. Oh, that souls would sanctify themselves by this means. 5. The soul which recommends itself to me by the recitation of the rosary shall not perish, is boldface. Whoever shall recite the rosary devoutly, applying himself to the consideration of its sacred mysteries, shall never be conquered by misfortune. God will not chastise him in his justice. He shall not perish by an unprovided death. If he be just, he shall remain in the grace of God and become worthy of eternal life. 7. Whoever shall have a true devotion for the rosary shall not die without the sacraments of the church. 8. Those who are faithful to recite the rosary shall have during their life and at their death the light of God and the plentitude of his graces. At the moment of death they shall participate in the merits of the saints in paradise. 9. I shall deliver from purgatory those who have been devoted to the rosary. 10. The faithful children of the rosary shall merit a high degree of glory in heaven. 11. You shall obtain all you ask of me by the recitation of the rosary. 12. All those who propagate the holy rosary shall be aided by me in their necessities. 13. I have obtained from my divine Son that all the advocates of the rosary shall have for intercessors the entire celestial court during their life and at the hour of the death. 14. All who recite the rosary are my sons and daughters and brothers and sisters of my only son, Jesus Christ. 15. Devotion of my rosary is a great sign of predestination. What wonderful gifts Our Lady gives us, huh? Now, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned Blessed Alan? Yes. I'm not aware of who uh, that is. Okay, Blessed Alan de la Roach. If you uh, check your, uh, the secret of the rosary, if you have that book, and otherwise it would be a good one to get too. But, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, it was St. Dominic, as we said, that really established the rosary. He preached it, and he preached it, and he preached it. But in, uh, it only retained its first fervor for one century after it was instituted by St. Dominic. After this, it was like a thing buried and forgotten. And uh, until uh, Saint uh, Blessed Alan, uh, ever since Saint Dominic established the devotion to the Holy Rosary, mm-hmm. up until the time when Blessed Alan de la Roche reestablished it in 1460, so it was introduced. 
Um, back there, uh, let's see. Is there a date? I don't think I have a date there. But it disappeared, so... I have something on this I can read for you, Bob. Hold on. Oh, okay, this was the... The confraternity of the Holy Rosary only retained its first fervor for one century after it was instituted by St. Dominic. After this, okay, it, was good. Like a thing, it was like a thing buried and forgotten. Doubtless, right. the, <clears throat> the wicked, scheme, wicked scheming and jealousy of the devil were largely responsible for people getting people to neglect the Holy Rosary and thus block the flow of God's grace, which it had drawn down upon the world. <clears throat> thus, in 1349, God punished the whole of Europe and sent the most terrible plague that had ever been known into every land. It started first in the east and spread throughout Italy, Germany, France, and Poland, and Hungary, bringing desolation wherever it came. For out of a hundred men, hardly one lived to tell the tale. Big towns, little towns, villages, monasteries were almost completely deserted during the three years that the epidemic lasted. The scourge of God was quickly followed by two others. The heresy of the flagellants and the tragic schism of 1376. Later on, when these trials were over, thanks to the mercy of God, Our Lady told Blessed Alan to revive the ancient confraternity of the Most Holy Rosary. Blessed Alan was one of the Dominican fathers from the monastery at Dinan in Brittany. He was an eminent theologian and a famous for his sermon. Our Lady chose him because since the confraternity had originally been started in this province, it was most fitting that a Dominican from the very same province should have the honor of reestablishing it. Blessed Allen began his great work in 1460 after a special warning from our Lord, who wished to spur him on to preach the Holy Rosary, spoke to him in the sacred host. How can you crucify me again so soon, Jesus said. What did you say, Lord, asked Blessed Allen, horrified? You crucified me once before your, by your sins, answered Jesus. And I would willingly be crucified again rather than have my father offended by the sins you used to commit. You are crucifying me again now because you have all the learning and understanding that you need to preach my mother's rosary. And you are not doing so. If you only did this, you could teach many souls the right path and lead them away from sin. But you are not doing it, and so you yourself are guilty of the sins that they commit. This terrible reproach made Blessed Alan solemnly, solemnly resolve to preach the rosary unceasingly. Our Lady, too, spoke to him one day to inspire him to preach the Holy Rosary more and more. You were a great sinner in your youth, she said, but I obtained the grace of your conversion from my son. Had such a thing been possible, I would have liked to have gone through all kinds of suffering to save you because converted sinners are a glory to me. And I would have done this also to make you worthy of preaching my rosary far and wide. St. Dominic appeared to Blessed Allen as well and told him of the great results of his ministries. He had preached the Holy Rosary unceasingly. His sermons had borne great fruit and many people had been converted during his missions. He said to Blessed Allen, See the wonderful results I have had through preaching the Holy Rosary. You and all those who love Our Lady ought to do the same so that by means of this holy practice of the rosary, you may draw all people to the real science of the virtues. Briefly then, this is the history of how St. Dominic established the Holy Rosary and how Blessed Alan 
De La Roche restored it. Wow, that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, so you do have the book, The Secret of the Rosary. No, I just Googled this online so I could read it. Oh, yeah, it's right in that book. That, that's exactly what I was looking for. So there, now you know all about, you know all about Blessed Ellen. I'll have to start praying to him too, huh? That's right. Okay. Well, Blessed Ellen, the Lord came down hard on him, huh? Yeah. He let him know that he was crucifying him again by not doing his mother's rosary. The Lord sticks up yeah. his mom, just like we do, huh? <coughs> right. Okay. Um, thanks for telling me that. Uh, I'm looking for a good yeah. from Our Lady to uh, to share. Okay. Continue on our month of May for Our Lady, because this is Our Lady's month. Mary's month is May. Well, well, we're past that now, but we're still close. We're in June now. Here's something I have written down. I don't even know where it came from, but I think it might be from uh, from the book I read from Scott Hahn. Yes. Mercy equals womb. Hidden water in Hebrew. Mary is the womb of salvation. Jesus first ever to call God Father. Who told you you were naked? Blue creation out like a soap bubble. Not life. Not death. Not any created thing can separate you from him. God creates life through the womb of salvation. Mary. Okay, that's all I have there. That's from one of Scott Hahn's books. Hail Holy Queen, the book Hail Holy Queen that's from. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. The Franciscan, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lady of Wisdom is the one I want to share. I think I shared that last week, too, but it's worth repeating. This is what Mary told me shortly after I got a locution from Jesus, told him, tell, telling me about love, how he is love. Then this is what she told me. It's like... Uh, called the Lady of Wisdom. This is one I shared with Immaculate at her retreat in New York where the lady from Newtown was there teaching people how to forgive each other. And she said this was definitely from Our Lady. And she said Our Lady had appeared in Cabejo this year and asked that her children share their miracles to increase the faith of her people, which is what we're doing right here on the show. So uh, this is what Mary said. I wish to make you know how much you are loved. My eyes can see the contents of your heart. I gaze upon my children all the time, and I know their every need. My grace is sufficient to care for all your needs. I will never abandon the children I received at the foot of my son's cross. But you must stop looking to the world for consolation, for it gives none. Take shelter in the wounds of my son, and bask under the protection of my mantle. Be grateful at all times for my son's suffering and your own. Be powers of example by imitating my son and letting his light shine through you, even when you're in distress. When you are sinned against, remember my son's words on the cross. Forgive them, Father. They know not what they do. When you are tested, pray. When you see a friend in need, respond with love and service and not just words. 
When you are persecuted, respond with an attitude of gratitude, and my son's grace will lead you home. Wow. <clears throat> and on this vocation, I don't know how it got there. This, <laughs> this happened this year, too, at one of Our Lady's feasts. One of the, a picture of Our Lady from St. John's Church just popped into this locution randomly from someplace. Don't even know how it ah. happened. I didn't put it there. It's, uh, it's Our Lady of uh, Fatima that's displayed at St. John's Basilica in Stanford. Okay, so uh, Mary. Another locution from Mary I'm looking for. Mary's locution. This happened on my parents' anniversary last year, July 5th, 2016, at Columbus Park in Stanford, Connecticut. I got this one. Now, let's talk about this one when we finish, because this is pretty, uh, I think it's a revelation, a prophecy. In the stillness of your heart, Joe, my son will come in the cloud of unknowing. He will bathe you in the blood of the innocent slaughter. He will drown your sorrows and wash away your tears. His heart still bleeds for all mankind. He needs trusted servants to help him quench the fires of hell on earth. Listen carefully. Pray frequently for the era of peace. Tell my children I desire that they share their miracles. Be not afraid. Be aware and in awe of his mercy. His day is soon to come. His mercy will endure forever. My children will be saved. His church will be repaired and exonerated and start loving and feeding the poor and the hungry again, irregardless of their religion. His love surpasses all human understanding. Stay strong in prayer, my children, and contemplative silence daily. You are loved beyond your wildest dreams. My peace be with you. Nice gift on my parents' anniversary, huh, Bob? Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I was thinking... Um well, you want to talk about this locution for a while. What do you think of the locution? you think it's valid? Well, it is. It's uh, certainly very true. What does she mean by bathe you in the blood of the innocent slaughter? Well, um, I'm not sure about that. He will drown your sorrows and wash away your tears in the blood of the innocent slaughter. Mm-hmm. He was the blood of the innocent slaughter. Yeah. They slaughtered him, right? That's what it means. Yep. He will bathe you in his blood. He is the blood of the innocent slaughter. He will drown yeah, your sorrows you and wash away your tears with his blood. His heart still bleeds for us. He needs trusted Sounds. servants. Sounds God pretty good. Isn't that amazing that God needs us? He can do everything in himself, but he needs us. Well, he doesn't need us. He wants us. He thirsts for us. Yeah. 
He thirsts for his people, but he knows free will is the enemy, doesn't he? He doesn't need he doesn't anyway. He doesn't need us for, to do anything. But he wants us to be with him. He wants a relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's why he lets us in on all these things. If we're open. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. Here's what I got from Jesus about the same time I got the one from Mary. Tell me what you think of this one. It's called Love is the Window. He said to me, I think, Love is the window to knowing me. Without it, nobody can see my face. My heart is full of sorrow for those who never learn the power of love. Love accepts all and is perfect in forgiveness. To forget oneself is to love oneself. To love all is to love me, for I am love. And to be in love is to be in me. Come now into my heart and know the true meaning of divine love. In the moment, love can become perfect in the silence of one's mind. Thoughtless is fullness. In the cloud of unknowing is found pure love. I am pure love. How great is the love found in total surrender to my will. He who contemplates my word day and night is with you forever. His love is inexhaustible and almighty. His mercy endures forever. Remember always the truth written about Mary and Martha. I am allowed to favor and I have favorites. I am not accountable to the ACLU and I pick and choose who I favor. I came and got the people who think they came and got me. Thinking is a human problem. Contemplation is a remedy for that problem. Love is the key to salvation. Start with me and everything else will come freely. My gifts will exceed your wildest dreams. Amen. Well, that's your life. Huh? That's your life. Yeah. And when he says, he who contemplates my word day and night is with you forever, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, right? His love is inexhaustible and almighty. His mercy endures forever. That's the Holy Spirit. That's right. And Mary and Martha, Mary had the best of it because she didn't say anything. She just sat at Jesus' feet and listened to him. And Martha ran around working, and, and she was doing good too. But she wasn't content like Mary was. Mary had the best of it. Yeah, it was good what she was doing, but she kind of missed the point. Jesus, way back then, said that meditation is better than working too hard, right? In other words, you yeah. don't have to work hard to get him. You just have to sit and listen, and you'll get everything you need. This is something I just found, too. It's, called, it's written by the Virgin Slumber Song by Madeline Cathedral School Choir in Salt Lake City, Utah, USA. The Roses. Mary sits and rocks her Jesus child, while amid the treetops sighs the breeze so warm and mild, and soft and sweetly sings a bird upon the bough. Ah, baby dear one, slumber now. Happy is thy laughter, holy is thy silent rest. Lay thy head in slumber fondly on thy mother's breast. Ah, baby, dear one, slumber now. I see a picture of Jesus in Mary's bosom when I read this. 
Yeah, that's wonderful you can get those visions like that. So, um... So much peace in the world when you know where to look, right, Bob? That's right. I mean, the world is in terrible shape, but we can always get in a quiet place and just sit there. Most of the time... Think of, think of nothing, and he will take over your thoughts for you. Most of the time, you just have to be silent. And I call it uh, golden silence. There you go. When in silence I listen, into peace I am born. The time of our Lord, the era of peace, the Son of the Father to us is born. The way and the truth and the light. From a distant place of light and peace, the Son of the Father comes to his flock. In pastures of green, his love can be seen. He makes us all witness to his great dream. Love of the Father and peace of the Son, the hope of the Spirit, three in one. Come answer his call, no deed is too small. Come lay in the pasture and bask in the sun. A single man sat quietly on the point of time at the intersection of eternity. The winds howled to his right and left. Beams of broken sun pierced and penetrated his stilled heart. Awakened at last, his heart danced. As the winds blew, so hard the angry seas flattened in front of his eyes. A clear blue area of sky above slowly surrendered to a circle of majestically hovering clouds that appeared angrily out of nowhere. Then as he remained quiet on the point, the winds asked him, What is the secret of time? As they blew ever more intently, he humbly answered, I know not the answer, for in the Creator's Encyclopedia of Eternity, there is only reference to love, and time is not even in the bibliography. Eternity. Spirit-driven, light energy pulsating waves of the joy of creation, made by a sweep of the divine hand of the Father's love, Lifted from the wind-blown dust of cosmic time. Filtered by the reason of a cosmic event beyond our comprehension. Molded into shapes with beckoning eyes that gaze in awe at the Master's work. Wandering aimlessly through the portals of time. In search of the Father's will. Never finding, always seeking the meaning of life. I will take all your tears and make them like drops of water in the wind-driven rains of my grace. The oceans of the world do not contain enough force within them to drive one of my chosen children from me. The tides of time and turbulence will only increase the devotion from my children of light. During this Lenten season, man's awareness of my presence will increase a hundredfold. My holy face will cease to be defiled within this generation. Peace, love, and mercy will overcome jealousy, greed, and pride. Nations will fall, and walls of resistance will crumble. As the era of peace is ushered in, the faith of few will save the souls of many. My church will be exonerated and convert the nations. Flee all that is evil and turn your hearts over to me. 
for I am patient and kind of heart. Pray without ceasing for the era of peace. Love is the key to my kingdom. Where are you getting all these? They're locutions, and I'm just kind of, they're coming up at one at a time. These are, these are in your books, huh? Yeah. Good. I have something here uh, from uh, St. Therese of Lisieux. It's in a book called 15 Days of Prayer with St. Therese. And uh, this section is called Fascinated by Jesus. My Jesus, I love you. I love the church. My mother, I remember that the smallest act of pure love is more useful to her than all other deeds put together. But is pure love really in my heart? Are my tremendous desires a dream, a fantasy? Jesus, if they are, make this clear to me. You know I am seeking the truth. If my desires are foolhardy, make them disappear. Because for me, these desires are the greatest of martyrs. In the meantime, oh Jesus, I feel that after having hoped to attain the highest levels of love, if I am unable to reach them one day, I will have tasted more gentleness in my martyrdom, in my foolhardiness, than I should experience in the happiness of my heaven, unless through a miracle you remove the memories of my earthly hopes. Then let me enjoy the delights of love through my exile. Let me savor the sweet bitterness of my martyrdom. Jesus, Jesus, if it is so delightful to want to love you, what it must be like to possess and enjoy divine love. How can an imperfect soul such as mine hope to have the fulfillment of divine love? Oh, Jesus, my first and only friend, my only love, explain this mystery to me. Why don't you keep these immense desires for the great souls, for the eagles who soar to great heights? Me, I consider myself only a weak little bird covered with only a light down. I am not an eagle. I have only the eyes and heart of an eagle. In spite of my extreme smallness, I dare gaze at the divine Son, the Son of Love. My heart feels within itself all the desires of the eagle. The little bird would like to fly toward that brilliant sun which enchants its eyes. It would like to imitate its brothers, the eagles, whom it sees soaring all day in the divine home of the Blessed Trinity. Alas, all it can do is to lift up its wings, but to soar, that is not within its power. What will it become? Will it die of despair from seeing itself so powerless? Oh no, the little bird does not despair. With bold abandon, it wants to remain fixed on its divine sun. Nothing will scare it off, not the wind, not the rain, and if dark clouds should come to hide the star of love, the little bird will not move because it knows the sun still shines behind those clouds and that its true brightness will not be overshadowed for one single moment. Therese of Lisieux. And then it says, the brilliant lights which would like to captivate our attention are numerous along our human paths. 
their brilliance may be bright enough to stop even us along the pathway of life. And Teresa mourns, the king that, the king of that shining homeland came to live in this land of darkness for 33 years. Alas, the darkness did not understand that this divine king was the light of the world. Wow. How about that? That's great. I love St. Teresa. Yep. Here's a little two-way conversation I have with the Lord. I started with this. I, I was thanking him. I said, I, got, I had gotten a locution, and I said this to him. I said, Thank you, Lord. I feel it. I feel that peace and stillness now, and I know that that is you. You are the stillness in my heart that only enters into my consciousness when I am willing to let it enter my mind, which is usually chaotic. The key to the door between my heart and mind can only be opened with the key of willingness. That willingness happens when I sit in silence and contemplate your love and mercy. When I stop attaching to my thoughts and surrender to your silent words, when I feel you gaze upon me with unconditional approval, when I start to understand that this is your body and not mine, and that what I don't know is vastly more important than what I think I know, then in an unexpected flash of hope, I suddenly, for a joyous microsecond, understand with my heart only a new truth, that you are in me, that I am in you, that we are one, that the only thing that can separate me from you is my free will, and that that gift that you also experienced on earth is an irrevocable free gift curse from the Father. It's a gift if I use it to seek you, and a curse if I use it to seek myself. It's a gift if I use it to serve others, and a curse if I use it to serve myself. It's a gift if I love and accept others unconditionally, and a curse if I love and accept others with conditions. It's so hard, though, Lord, to act on what I know is true, to love my enemies, to love the people who hurt me, to forgive the people who kill me, as you did, to accept dying for my brothers and sisters. Thank you for this time with you today. With hope and gratitude, your brother, friend, and lover, Joe. And here's his answer after I said that to him. My dear trusted servant, we are pleased with the offerings you have been making. Listen carefully. Speak even more carefully. Silence is frequently the best response. Waste not time trying to figure things out. Think and act on the desires of the heart, not the mind. Place your trust in me, and your life will be beyond your wildest dreams. Stay focused on living a humble life of love and service. Act only on what is directly in front of you. Be patient and persistent in your silent time each morning. More will be revealed as you need it. Your lover, Jesus. Yeah, that's all good stuff. I know. Better than I can make up for sure. Well, when you speak to God, he'll, he'll speak back to you. Here's what he said about a week later. It's called Mighty Love. I've shared this with you before. It's what God says to us every time we get our own thoughts out of the way. My beloved child, mighty is my love for you, full of mercy, hope, and grace. Before the dawn of time I knew you, your voice is music to my ears. <clears throat> when I gaze upon you, I see myself. 
Everything you do pleases me immensely. I call to you. I thirst for you. I bleed for you. I die for you again. I feel your pains. I share your gains. I'm here for you, now and forever. Nothing can separate us except your will. Please accept me. Please don't leave me again. Yep. Here's one I'm forgetting. I must forgive everyone who hurt me, including myself. Not the old damaged self, but the self reborn in Christ Jesus. My old small story reveals who I was, why I was ill, and who put me there. My new story, the big eternal story, is who saved me, who I am being saved from, and what we do to keep me saved. My illness is just a part of my salvation story which I must share with others in order to stay saved and help them. It's atonement for my sins. You said that, uh, I think you said earlier tonight that the uh, key was forgiving your dad and then the floodgates opened up. That's when I came off the pills. I went on for his alcoholism the same day. And then... from then on, you could forgive anyone, huh? After that, I forgave myself. And then, I started loving myself. And once I started loving myself, I was able to love everybody else and not be hurt by anybody who said anything to me. Because when you love yourself, nothing hurts you except being separated from God. It's a good way to close the program. A lot of time, Joe. And we'll be back again next week, same time, same station, with uh, Cry Oneness, with Joe Avalos, who uh, has so many miracles to share, and so many locutions, and it's just uh, very exciting to hear these things. So thank you, Joe. God bless you, Bob. Have a good night. Okay, and in the meantime, between now and next week, may God bless you, all of you, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the program, and will join us back for another show on WCAT Radio. This is Sebastian Mafud. Good day.